Hey. Happy Thanksgiving, Emily. Happy Turkey Day. Gobble, gobble. Are you hungry for some more musicals? I am super hungry for some more musicals, and I have popped that wine bottle. You popped it? Popped it good. Good. (laughs) Okay. I'd like to propose a toast. Welcome to Wines and Dolls, a podcast where Chelsea and Emily wine and talk about musicals. Welcome. Wine is a double one time drop. Welcome to Wines and Dolls. Yes. Woohoo! This week's theme is Drunk Lame is with Multi Hype. What, what? What, what? Yay. But first, I want to ask Hey, Chelsea. Hey, Emily. What are you drinking? I am drinking whatever red wine was poured into my glass that you, you poured provided. it yourself. I did pour it. <laughs> I don't know. Hold on. Let me let's, see. Let's look. Uh, we always, we always have to look. Vigna, I can't pronounce it. It's a, so, oh wait, I got Monte, yelled at last Monte night about Bre- this. Montebrandone. Saladini Palastri. It is an Italian red wine that is given to us from Why No Tastings. That you can check them out at whynotastings.com. W-H-Y-K-N-O-W. It's delightful. Tastings. It's great. So good. That's what I'm drinking too. Emily's drinking hey. the same. Hey Emily, are you drinking the same thing? I am drinking Yay. the same thing. It's insane. Thanks for Cheers. pouring it. Cheers. Awesome. Hey, multi-hype. Hi. Hey. Hi. That's a little... What's up? Kushner, Michael Kushner, a little Ashley Kate Adams, and a little Kimberly Greenberg. Kimberly Faye Greenberg. Ooh. Yay. Mm-hmm. Let's start with Kim. Hey, Kim, what are you drinking? Hi. I am drinking right now a wonderful seltzer. Mm. <laughs> Great seltzer. You were drinking that the I last have... time we talked to you. Yes, I know. I have my margarita uh, mix <laughs> in the fridge, which so I'll be drinking that after. After we're done. Okay. You promise? I promise. You promise. Okay. I pinky swear that. Hey, Michael. <laughs> hey. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a grape blanche. <laughs> that's French for white claw. <laughs> I thought it was French for grapefruit. <laughs> I was like, but that's orange. <laughs> I'm keeping it in, in, in the theme of the show. I love it. Grape blanche? Grape blanche? Y'all, I took French up in the high school, in Kentucky. which did also help me with the Les Miserables, by the oh, way. So, you wait, know. The, the Les Miserables. <laughs> the Les Miserables. Les Miserables, right? That's, That's right. Imagine if they were That's more funny. Miserables. Oh, That's no, just 2020. Les Miserables. <laughs> hey, Ashley, Kate. Hello, how are y'all doing? I'm doing all right. What you drinking? Y'all, I'm drinking some lemon lime seltzer, just like Miss Kimberly Fay. Birds of a feather here. You're just you've gotten so much more southern. Are you at home? Um, I am well, I'm at home in New York, but I think it's just because I know I'm talking to my two favorite girls from <laughs> hey. Texas. So sometimes it comes out of me. <laughs> hey Chels. Hey Emily. What are you whining about? Oh, there's a lot. There's Pick a one. Lot. You no, get one wanna, sentence. Since Ashley Kate's here, I have to make something sparkling. Okay. okay. Yay! Yay! I love that I helped to inspire you that. You did. Well, I've been working on a huge project at the at my church job the past couple of months. Feels like forever. And we finally finished. We wrapped on filming today. It's going to be sent off to the editors tomorrow when I get a chance to send it. Oh, that's why you're late. That's why I'm late, because okay. those files take forever to send. I'm halfway through sending files right now. Hey, Emily. Hey, Chelsea. What are you whining about? I'm whining because I recently discovered there's an Instagram page called uh, It's Texans Against Transplants. 
And for like, some like reason, you? yeah. And for some reason, after you report the account, Instagram doesn't consider it hate speech, even though they have a whole bunch of Confederate. Mm, it's it's bad. There's so, a lot of bad shit. That's how on I feel about socials. Instagram right now. There's a lot of bad shit on the socials. It's it's bad. I was, a, and they're like they're attacking people. one of my friends who has a blog. So I'm. I'm peeped right now. Whoa, Instagram. Yeah. Get it together. Instagram needs to get it together. Hey, multi-hype. I'm a little bit miserable about that. Um, you what, should be less, uh, less miserable about that. What are y'all whining about? I'm going to go first, and I'm going to make it sparkling. Sorry, I'm opting for sparkle. Um, and my biggest sparkle is today is such a big day for many of our multi-hype students. Um we got to be a part of this incredible program that Kimberly and Michael and I launched um, at the beginning of the year. And our incredible hosts of Wines and Dolls also got to participate in the incredible program. And tonight is just such a big night for so many of our students. Um, and after this podcast interview, I'm running to the studio here in person in New York City and Elise Mara will be in the studio for her original EP as well. Oh, we love so, her. And it, we do love her. And so it's just a big day for so many of us. And I'm just, I'm sparkling because you all make us sparkle. And I just feel so inspired and uplifted by you all. Aww. Love us a little Elise Mara. Yeah. You go listen to her episode yeah. in Drunk, or it was Sober Frankie, because she was Frankie. under 21. She was the only sober episode. Well, not the only sober episode, but yeah. We had a couple, yeah. So, yeah. We had a couple of sober so, ones. Sober Frankie with Elise Yes, Mara. yes. And my book is almost on pre-order. <gasps> That's that nice. is something I should mention. That's so epic. I can't wait. <laughs> Get your holiday gift. Yes. yes. Get your holiday oh, gift. Sorry, that's a gift to myself. Right, right. <laughs> I get to finally collaborate with my boyfriend on something. Oh. And seriously, after six years of us constantly being like, what do we do? What do we do? And and not really um, figuring out like the right story to tell. We're now collaborating on one of my podcasts I have, which is my Broadway memory. He's now my co-host in the second season and we're coming up with really fun things. Oh. And it's just been really great for us to sort of be creative partners as well as, Romantic yeah. Oh, that's Woo-hoo. so awesome. So that's a sparkling wine. That's beautiful. Yes. Kim. <sighs> yeah. What, what you whining about? Okay, I have sparkly too because it only seems appropriate. So much I'm over here Woo-hoo. like okay, red, so. the color of Emily's anger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say it's a lovely, like, what is it? The the pink pink wine that we drink rose. the rosé yes it's a rosé mm-hmm. it's a rosé mm-hmm. so we've talked about my fanny bryce show that's um streaming yeah. and we just changed it to a really big platform called stellar and guys when i say it's not easy to stream on a platform i really mean it's like <laughs> scary scary stuff because mm-hmm. you have to watch the stream as it goes you can't just press a button yep. you have to watch it to make sure it doesn't Fall flat. So I would have to say it's been very successful. Knock wood, because we have many more to go, and it's finally catching on. So I'm getting people from all over the world watching, which is really cool. Yeah, you so proud. You're so awesome, killing y'all are all killing the game. But uh, it really, it really is an amazing show too. mm -hmm. It's so good. You You should be so proud of yourself. I mean, it's so amazing to like watch you create something that's. You know, Fanny Bryce, it's like we know her from Funny Girl. We know Barbara's 
Fanny Bryce, but you allow us to meet such a different side of her and um, learn more things. I literally was like sitting there watching it being like, I did not know that. That is cool. Oh, I love that. Thank you, Michael. Well, if you want to see my show, just go to Fabulous Fanny, F-A-N-N-Y, BryceShow.com. And it's streaming until the end of the year at specific times and dates. And we're even playing on all the holidays. So you can spend some holiday time with us and have that special little thing be going to the theater from your home. I will be. So make sure to check it out and then probably into the new year too. But we just haven't chosen our dates yet. So there we go. I am plugging my Broadway memory, which happens bi-weekly on Broadway Podcast Network. Uh, the show is meant to keep Broadway alive. We, My boyfriend and I are a major minario. We have guests come on the show, and we uh, have them regale their Broadway memories, often unheard. Now we're going to be having performances and sketches and... Aww comedy gimmicks and and uh it's just really very exciting december 3rd paige turner and drag races jackie cox are going to be on live oh uh, so fun i love yes, jackie yeah. so exciting. much <laughs> yes and what's so what's so great about jackie is you know paige jackie and remy are a trio um remy is dante he's like the the non-drag character in the book shows that page writes and produces at like greenman 42 Mm -hmm. and and um and around the city so uh remy jackie and page are sort of a little trio and we're gonna and um, obviously a family friend so it's just gonna be really really great and awesome and just if you love drag and you love Broadway, December 3rd, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard yes. Time, it's going to be a good, yeah, follow us at My Broadway Memory on Instagram. It's going to be awesome. I love drag. I think it is finally the appropriate time to plug my upcoming book ah! called B- BYOP, Be Your Own Producer, and the pre-order will be live, uh, Barnes & Noble and Amazon and some other places by mid December. Holla. So we have finally moved into that season where we finally get to celebrate this book. Technically tomorrow is Black Friday from when this releases. So everyone's everyone's stuffed with turkey. Go listening to our voices lull them to sleep and we wake them up by saying go pre-order. Go (laughs) pre-order. BYOP. Ashley Kate Adams. Awesome. Yeah, at BYOP underscore NYC. And we also have a really cute little um, merch shop going right now. Your stickers so we'll be doing are cute. Real cute. Thank yeah. you. We'll, we'll be doing uh, Black Friday deals. And we're also going to have um, 30% off upcoming BYOP sessions. And for this group, it we could not go forth without sharing. We will be in session for... <gasps> For Malty Hype. Yay! Yay! Um, starting week two of December. So if you like the vibe that's going on in this podcast right now amongst these five creatives, come join Kimberly Faye Greenberg, Michael Kushner, and I for session four of our incredible workshop that um, encourages multi-hyphenate artistry throughout the entertainment industry. This is anywhere. This is a Zoom. This is a yes. Zoom thing. You can be anywhere in the whole entire world. You're, that's you right. Can tune on in. So their it might be in class. the middle of the night, but it's worth it. Still well do it. Well worth it. 
Uh, all of this information will be linked in our show notes. Check it out. Hey, we're so excited to have multi-hype with us this week. So the background of Les Mis. Les Miserables, commonly referred to as Les Mis or Les Mis, is a musical based on Victor Hugo's 1862 novel of the same name. The original sung through musical was written and performed in French. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Written by Claude Michel Schoenberg, Alain, Alain Boubille, I'm sorry, Alain Boubille, and Jean Marc Natel. Beautiful French names. And staged in 1980. After a short run in Paris, Cameron McIntosh heard the soundtrack and decided to produce an English language version for a British audience. Working with the Royal Shakespeare Company, McIntosh's Miserable opened in 1985 with new lyrics by Herbert Kretzmer. Cameron McIntosh, you hear his name a lot because he's a big deal producer. He has he produced. I'm pretty sure he was Phantom as well. I don't know. He literally every every big name musical you can think of, he has produced. Oh, I want it's always McIntosh's. Blah blah blah. He's kind of like the Platts, only he's not casting his son. Who shade? Its initial two-month run at the Barbican Center sold out from October to December 1985. That was in London, right? Mm-hmm. In London, even with mixed reviews, and ran from 1985 to 2004 at the Palace Theater in the West End, which is quite a long run. In crazy 2000, town. <laughs> crazy town. <laughs> uh, funky town. That's where I was going. <laughs> okay. I was like, crazy town. <laughs> crazy town. In 2004, it then moved to the Queen's Theater, which was actually renamed the Sondheim Theater in 2019, so really recently. And it it's the longest-running musical in the West End and the second-longest-running musical in the world after the Fantastics. So, funny enough, I actually saw it at Queen's Theater. Um, I arrived late in a limo, and I was pissed, and we were called that we were... Fl- wait, he, he said, hold on, wait. We weren't flashy, we were flash. Hold on. This is a first-world problem. Because you just said, I showed up late in a limo. When I was 16 years when old. When I was 16 and I was pissed. And I was pissed. Get over yourself. Oh my gosh. No. Oh my we, God. We walked in after the <laughs> prologue. So, and we were sitting in orchestra for my friend's birthday. Mm. Uh, it was in London. Yeah. No, it was definitely a first world problem. One of my friends was running late. Love y'all. And you, we never waited for you to go to theater ever again. That's um, as you shouldn't. <laughs> but it did close on the West. It was the one and like only time I showed up late. And it was my first time showing up late. It was pissy. Anyways, it closed on the West End March 16th, 2020 because of this little thing called COVID-19. What's that? I don't I know. know her. I know. Coco Roro, get she out. She doesn't even go here. Doesn't even go here. Well, apparently she goes everywhere, and especially Ugh. in Houston. Ugh. Um, and it was announced in June that it would not reopen until 2021, um, which was... I, they are starting to open some things up. Uh, I texted Chelsea recently. Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cinderella is opening on our birthday in London. <gasps> That's why I said you. It's I opening May nineteenth, twenty twenty one. I go. So sorry. I said happy birthday to us, and you go yes. And I'm like, I I didn't, didn't look read at this. it. No, I did not read it because I was I was overworked this week. I'm sorry. So. Les Mis has had three runs on Broadway. Let's talk about... You want to talk about Broadway a little bit? Sure, let's talk, let's about, talk about Broadway. Broadway. Okay, I, so I prefer London. London, but. whatever. It's fine. <laughs> and they have, like, started in France and then done the London thing. It's Broadway. a closer. Let's talk about Broadway. Broadway. It has had... Les Mis has had three runs on Broadway, one of which earned it eight Tonys. That's Ooh. right, folks. Eight Tonys. That was the 1987 original Broadway 
musical. And then it also had a revival in 2006. Didn't do very well in the Tonys, but that's okay. We love it anyway. And 2014 revival. They still got a couple of awards, but for the most part, uh, 1987 was the big home run winner for them. And Les Mis is so good. And then it became into the, it's like the cat's. Yes. No, I'm sorry. Actually, I just compared it to Cats. I actually, feel like we should compare it to Cats because before Les Mis, Cats was the longest running Broadway musical and then Les Mis and now Phantom has topped it. And I think that's down here somewhere. But Oh, man. Uh, that's, yep. It's the second longest Broadway musical after Cats until Phantom surpassed it in 2006. Did something surpass Phantom? No. Are we covered? Not recently. No, no, not okay. yet. Uh, I mean, maybe Wicked soon. Okay. Probably Wicked soon. Anyway, continuing. In 2012, a film version was filmed in London starring Hugh Jackman and Anne Hathaway, which Chelsea has put... I have opinions. She had put her opinions in her notes as boring. I personally would not watch it on the reg, but I like it. But Sasha Sasha Baron Cohen and Helena uh, Bonin Carter, who... Literally stole the fucking stole show. The show. Yeah, I mean, she's great. they're the Thenardiers, so of yeah. course they always steal the fucking they, show. That movie actually won three Academy Awards. What's cool about the film, which I don't think people actually recognized, was everything was live sung. That I did, I did pick up because of Anne Hathaway's performance, and I thought that was really great. Yeah, I thought no, that was beautiful. Everything was live. Like they did not take everything into studio and auto tune it. But that's also why Russell Crowe got so much shit by because how he's, he's not a singer. Because he's not a singer, but that was the purely raw version of Russell Crowe, which is actually why I liked it so much. Because I'm like, this is a, it's kind of what Michael will talk about where he likes the dust and he likes the not clean vocals. Well, I was like, this is a real person with real emotions showing and, and singing in this, in this moment. I get that. I and get it. But it is, it is a musical. And this is just my opinion. And I'll drop this here. Uh, I think if you're going to do a big musical and I like likely miss, this is a huge musical. You don't necessarily need star power all throughout the entire musical. You can, you can take somebody on who is well known, but it doesn't have to be Russell Crowe, like somebody who can actually sing the part. And I get it. He's a fantastic actor and I, I love me some Russell Crowe. Don't get me wrong, but I don't want to hear him sing anymore. I do wish they had put Norm Lewis in that role, to be totally honest. Who's but that? Norm Lewis. Uh, he was he was Agway on... <gasps> yes. And he, he was Gervais on... Okay, Bur- okay, Bur- okay, Bible. okay. I'm seeing it now. Yes, okay. <laughs> He's all- And see, that's the thing. They were like, oh, but Russell Crowe's going to sell tickets. I don't give a shit. I want to hear somebody who's going to sing it well. Okay, valid, valid, valid. Well. valid. Valid, 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 valid. Thank you. Thank you. Some notable actors who have been involved in Les Mis include uh, Patti LuPone as Fantine in the 1985 West End production. And did she come back for Broadway? She did not. But she was in the West End production. How cool is that? I just think it's funny that Patti LuPone and Casey Levy played the same role. <laughs> uh, but this is like a younger Patti LuPone. Yeah. Casey Levy, who is Elsa, she also played Fantine oh. in the... Uh, 2014 second, second Broadway. Broadway revival, which had a really great cast, like uh, Raymond uh, Caramelo. So he's in Anastasia. Okay. Um, who else was in here? We had Will Swenson. Oh, Liv Sanders. Daphne Rubin Vega was yeah. also Fantine. Who was Fantine? also Mimi. And yeah, Rent. Mimi and Rent. That is not a character I would ever think she'd play. Exactly. This is weird. I do want to point out that 1985 uh, London cast. 
we have uh, Patty Ball. Lapone as Fantine, but we also have Michael Ball as Marius. Michael Ball, who played Edna in Hairspray, yeah. when I saw it. Yeah. He's a big Broadway, a uh, big uh, West End star. And then, of course, we have Francis Frankie. Uh, Ruffell as Eponine. She's awesome. So just to go through the characters, we will be visiting in our original uh, original Broadway cast. Jean is, Valjean. Is Cole, Colm Wilkinson. Javert. Um, and the original Broadway is Terrence Mann. Original West End is Roger Allen. Tenardier. Alun Armstrong on West End and Leo Burmester on Ma- Broadway. Madame Tenardier. Susan Jane Tanner on West End and Jennifer Butt <laughs> on Broadway. <laughs> Fontaine. Patty Lapone on the West End and Randy Graff on Broadway. Cosette. Rebecca Kane on West End and Judy Kuhn, who we know. Judy Kuhn. on Broadway. Marius. Michael Ball on West End and David Bryant on Broadway. I can't say his name. Oh, I was so hoping you could because I can't either. Angelras? The guy who Angel, waves his Angel flag. Angelras. Angelras. We're going to call him Ange- Angel Rass. Angel Rass. Angel Rass. We're so American. <laughs> David, David Burt on West End and Michael McGuire on Broadway. Eponine? Was Francis Ruffell, so Frankie across West End and Broadway. And Gavroche. Who is the little tiny boy. We have Ian Tucker and Oliver Spencer in the Britain West End. And then we have Brayden Danner and R.D. Robb on Broadway. Uh, Gavroche also had Liza Hayden, cool. which is very interesting on West End. Because it's a young boy. It's a young boy. And in, actually in opera, it's not... Oh, I mean, it's not It's not weird. It's not The Dreamcast concert, I didn't realize in 1995, because I always knew Leah Salonga played Eponine, but it was for the Dreamcast concert. That's funny. That's funny, yeah. That was in 1995, which had, like, Michael Ball and Judy Kuhn coming back and and, and Colm Wilkinson replacing their roles. There's so many um, concert versions, and throughout the years, they've toured literally Everywhere and Les Mis has had several concert versions, stage to film adaptation somewhere, 25th anniversary tour, school versions. It's a well loved show. And with that, let's get into it. All right, we're in Act One of Les Mis, setting the scene. On Broadway, there was a turntable, and they it's kind of a well-balanced set where you have kind of, I want to say trash, but you have structures on either side Structured of the stage. Structured trash. Structured trash. Love it. And Just very, like my life. <laughs> and really light uh, desk lighting to bring into the prologue. No, I mean, we've had spectacle musicals, but I mean, come on, the turntable. I think that must have been the one of the first musicals to have that turntable and use it in the way that it did mm-hmm. with the barricade and all of that. Unbelievable. Like, the entire spectacle of the show itself was just jaw dropping. And I mean, at this point, we the show is done differently now because we have all kinds of other computerized things that can help it move forward. But I just like, you were, you were, it was almost like you were surrounded. Mm. You weren't necessarily, it was still proscenium, but it was so large and It's scope. like a Wagner opera like, turned into a musical. Yeah. A musical. Bigger than life, everything. Yeah. And, and exactly. And nothing to this day 
can do it as well as Les Mis. Because again, Les Mis is the original. Now everybody else is trying to do what Les Mis did mm-hmm. and it just doesn't quite yeah. get there. Yep. You know what I mean? We are in 1815 in France. Prisoner workers are hard laboring outside, digging ditches, etc., etc. In the song Prologue. After 19 years in prison, five for stealing bread for his sister's starving son and her family, and the rest for trying to escape... Jean Valjean, prisoner 24601, is released on parole by the prisoner by the prison guard Javert. By law, Je, uh, Valjean must display a yellow ticket of leave, which identifies him as an ex-convict in the song On Parole. As a convict, Valjean is shunned wherever he goes. Shunned. 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 Where's the bell? Ding, ding, ding. Shame. Shame. Uh, cannot, and he cannot find regular work with, a de- with decent wages or lodging. Kind of like in America, too, if you're a convict. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I mean, accurate. But the accurate. Bishop of Digny offers him food and shelter. Aww. And desperate and embittered, Valjean steals the Bishop's candlesticks, the silver candlesticks, as well as other very expensive things. And as he's running off, he ends up pissing off, like, the farmer and other merchants that he runs into. And he is captured by the police, but the bishop, having pity on Valjean, he lies to the police, not very bishop-like, but we can appreciate it. And he tells the police that the silver was a gift, giving Valjean a pair of silver candlesticks in addition to the other pieces that he took. The bishop tells Valjean that he must use the silver to become an honest man, quote, unquote, and that he has bought uh, the soul for God, Valjean's soul for God. And this is happening in the song, Valjean Arrested, Valjean Forgiven. This is a good time to note that Les Mis is all, it's all sung. It's an, it's an, it's Completely not an operetta, but it is musical. an operetta. <laughs> yeah. And we were, we were talking about with, with Ashley Kate, there's recit and there's, um, so the difference between a recit and an aria in opera is that uh-huh. recit sets it up and it is spoken, but it sets up, like gives you the problem. And then the aria works through. The problem. The problem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what Arrested's intention is in opera, and they use that a lot in here. So it's like a setup song to then have the aria. To explain, kind of like in, yeah. in Hamilton, it's like, and we're going to rest it for the next time, so I'm not going to throw him out. Yeah, ex- and then we, yeah exactly. <laughs> then, yeah, we kind of explore what's happening within that, that subject. Just some things that I find just so sparkling, and I think one of the reasons why the three of our and five of our personalities just connect with this show on such a deep level is because the way it is orchestrated and each line within the overall orchestration of the writing of the music plus the recitative is something that had not necessarily been explored yet on a musical theater level. Mm -hmm. Now, as we know, musical theater came as an expansion of operetta, Mm -hmm right? Land and musical theater history. But to see it explored like this with this type of music, with this type of strongly woven narrative, it is other level. And to have even from things like a heart full of love in that trio to have such specifically communicated thought 
from our three leads, right? It, it just had never quite happened before other than say things like, you know, the quartet in West Side Story. Okay, so ashamed and humbled by the bishop's kindness, Valjean resolves to redeem his sins in the song Valjean's Soliloquy slash What Have I Done? What have I done? What have I done, sweet Jesus? What have I done? Become a thief in the night, become a dog on the run. Have I fallen so far and is the hour so late? But nothing remains but the cry of my hate. He tears up his yellow ticket, breaking his parole, but giving himself a chance to start a new life free from the stigma of his criminal past. So as like the show is moving forward, we're having all of our characters come in and out and set pieces kind of coming in and out on that turntable, which is actually very reminiscent of Hamilton. Now that I yeah, think about it. yeah. Interesting. We were comparing it to Hamilton earlier, I know. too. I think, I think Lin-Manuel Miranda... Had a lot of inspiration from Les Mis. Yeah, I think he a was lot like, of "This will be lay positive." So eight years later, <laughs> in eighteen twenty-three, Valjean <laughs> has assumed a new identity as Monsieur Madeleine, like the girl who got her appendants taken out. Madeleine, I love Madeleine. I do too. Uh, and he is a wealthy factory owner and mayor of Montreux-sur-Mer. That means south of something. Sea, south of the sea. South of the sea, okay. I don't know what Montreux say, but Mer is sea. It's the south of the sea, Montreux, as opposed to North Mure. Um, <laughs> we are then introduced to Fantine, who every star has played ever, uh, who is a single mother working in his factory. And she's just, she is trying to support her daughter, Cosette. You might have is heard that her cassette? on a Cosette tape. A, a, a cassette. Or a, a Cosette cor- Or a corset. Tape. Corset. Is that the thing that you're yeah, wearing? that's it. Cool. Yeah. So Cosette is the little girl. I'm a castle on a cloud. I always assign this to new students. Yeah, you know, always. I've I even I sang this when I was like in high school. <laughs> a little bit of baby. Really? But high school? Yes. Yes. Wrong. It's a whole thing. Wrong. Cosette is not in her mother's care necessarily. She's actually being raised by an innkeeper and his wife while Fontaine labors in the city. So she's sending checks to these innkeepers mm. that she doesn't see all the time. Mm. Mm, that's mm. That won't set up for disaster at all. Probably not. Unbeknownst to Valjean, the factory foreman lust after Fantine, of course. Gross. Ugh. And when she rejects his advances, he takes it out on the other workers, and, and so he, they end up resenting her for not sleeping with the foreman. <laughs> Gross! It's just all bad. It's, it's all, all bad. bad. That's pretty bad. Um, but one day, a, co- a co-worker steals a letter about... She steals a letter from Fontaine that is about Cosette. And revealing, and then reveals to the other workers that Fontaine has a child. Ooh, scandalous! And, of course, a fight breaks out between the women and the foreman. And the other workers use this incident as a pretense to fire Fontaine at the song... At, At the, the end, end of the, the day. day. At the end of the day, she'll be nothing but trouble. And there's trouble for all, and there's trouble for one. But we're earning our daily bread. She's the one with her hands in the fire. You'll send the song away. Or we're all going to end up a daughter. She's also happy to play. At the end of the day. I love this song. It's beautiful and awful and beautiful. Can you find a new adjective? 
Like, no, I beautiful. actually took out a lot beautiful. of beautifuls from beautiful. Hamilton. Beautiful. It's actually beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. It's awesome. Yeah, this is gross. Like the the foreman, I remember watching the movie and I was like, ew. Because I've never seen this on stage. I would love to, but you know, COVID. But uh, There's always a fight call. Yeah, fight call. And the foreman is like, oh, so you can have a, a baby with someone else, but not with me. I'm not good enough for you. You're fired. Well, what happened to the, the guy? Like the husband just like, he literally abandoned us, we... leaving us flat. She goes, yeah. Um, yes, the, I have a child and the child is my daughter. Her father abandoned us, leaving us flat. flat. Yeah. Uh, do, 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 do. He left. He just left. He he's, left. He's them. gone. He good. Kind of like bye-bye. Hamilton's dad. Jeez. <gasps> Men. Oh my God. So Fantine reacts on her broken dreams and about Cosette's father who abandoned them both, who we just talked about in the song. I dreamed a dream in time gone by. So you might call end of the day a reset for I dreamed a dream Aria. No. Damn it. I had a dream my life would be So different from this hell I'm living So different now from what it seemed Now life has killed the dream I I dreamed a dream you might also know from uh, Susan Boyle from no, uh, Britain's Got Talent. I don't know her. You no. don't ever. I do know her. Oh, okay. okay. We're not going to talk about I it. I was living in London when that whole thing happened and it was, oh my God. it was lovely. Desperate for money. Fantine sells her locket and her hair. I've never been that desperate that I have to sell my hair for money, but cool. If somebody wants to buy my hair, please come to let me know. Please, please. She sells it to like the same lady too. That's cool. The I mean, the like, lady collects lockets and hair. She's like, I want your locket. She's like, it's okay. worth more. But she's like, you know, it's worth even more. Your, your hair. hair. You can have my hair. It's fine. I need money. Finally becoming a prostitute. Fantine finally succumbs to... Succumbs. Gross. To being a prostitute. Because that's what you do in France in the 1800s. In the song, Lovely Ladies... I sang this song. I had all of the solos when I was in the concert version of Les Mis. <laughs> so this attracts the local sailors. Did you attract local sailors? I attracted a lot of people I'm in sure college. I'm sure you did. <laughs> when Fantine fights back against an abusive customer, the character's name is Bamatopoise. I do not think he's actually of much importance in this show. No, it's just just a he's a a customer. He's just a customer. So Javert, the Javert, y'all got you guys remember Javert. He and I'm a little tipsy. I'm so sorry. Javert shows back up now, police inspector, and he is stationed in Montreux sur Mer. He arrives to arrest her. What the flippity fuck? So he arrives to arrest. Her, Valjean, who is passing by the scene, pities Fantine. And when he realizes that she used to work for him in his factory, she she sees him and she blames him for her misfortune. And he is suddenly guilt stricken. So this is like super random happenstance. Fantine's being arrested because she fought off an abusive uh, client. client 
as a prostitute and Javert is arresting her and she's like, I wouldn't have had to turn to prostitution if it wasn't for you to, to uh, Valjean, right? Yeah, to Valjean. Who is the factory owner. Who's the factory owner. Yeah. So he orders Javert, Valjean orders Javert to release Fantine and takes her to a hospital in the song, in the song Fantine's Arrest. I think we need to take a second just to clarify these characters. Uh, so Jean Valjean, remember, he was the convict at the beginning. Now he's under, like, a guise as this wealthy guy because he used the money from the candlesticks. Right. Javert does he's not recognize him. Not yet. Even though Javert was the guy who kept him under parole mm-hmm. at, in the prologue, which is what's important later. Like, this whole... Situation is important because Javert will start to recognize Valjean as we move forward. Fantine literally has like 10 minutes on stage. Yep. <laughs> like Patty, Patty goes backstage. She's, she's coming to the end of her 10 minutes. Yep. She just did her, her song and now she's... She's, she's, she's going to go have a cigarette after she dies. Yeah, but... Ooh, spoiler whoop, alert. Because soon after, um, Valjean rescues a man, Fauchelevent. Fauchelevent. <laughs> Who is pinned under a runaway, runaway... I can't talk from, like... Well, we're also trying to speak mucus. in French here. Like, <coughs> some French names. Uh, <laughs> so, Fauchelevent, he is pinned under a runaway cart. So, Jean, Valjean just saved Fontaine, and now he's going to save another person, in the song Runaway Cart, where Javert, who has up to now... Uh, has not recognized Valjean, but Valjean is able to lift the cart... And he realizes, oh, the only people, the only person I know who has that strength is the guy from a billion years ago. Come on now. <laughs> who, that's literally what happened. I happens. know, no, I know, but that's like so ridiculous. And Javert, he's like, oh, it must be the, like the rich factory worker, Madeline, must be, <laughs> must be this guy. Oh my gosh. From a million years ago. And he begins to pursue Valjean as a fugitive who disappeared all those years. He witnesses the incident and then he becomes suspicious of Aljan because he remembers the strength from the, uh, that was displayed at the work camp. And it turns out a man who looks just like Valjean has been arrested and is about to go on trial for breaking parole. Oh, I forgot about that because... Did you? It's like the Tale of Two Cities situation. Yes. Oh, so Victor Hugo's uh, stealing a little bit here. So the real Valjean realizes that this case of mistaken identity could free him forever. But remember, he's supposed to be like an honest man now. Like the, of the, bishop. the bishop. The bishop was trying to make him an honest man. But he's not willing to see an innocent man go to prison in his place. Good for you, Valjean. And he confesses his identity to the court in the song, Who Am I? Who am I? Can I condemn this man to slavery? Pretend I do not see his agony. The sin I'll send to bear my face Who goes to judgment in my place Who am I? Who am I? Two, four, six, a one! One of my favorite things is in the, is in the orchestrations. And it's in Who Am I? When Valjean is brought with the moment, and I could literally write a thesis on this and like what this means. Maybe you should. When when Valjean is brought into the moment and he asks himself, who am I? In the musicality, in the orchestrations, 
and he's genuinely asking himself this. He is, as all good songs are, they are deciding something. They are working towards something. There is an objective. There is, there is the songs bring <gasps> forward. I think I know where you're going. The plot. And you, the orchestrations are One Day More. One Day More. Right, right, right. And you hear, and this is where I start to cry. You hear every character's through line. You, you meet Eponine. You meet Marius. You meet Cosette. You meet I'm the Cardiers while he's singing in those orchestrations. So if he does not decide to do what he does, he will never meet Cosette. Cosette will never <gasps> fall in love. So it's in my the whole meet. body is tingling. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> and that's my favorite. That's my favorite moment other than one day Oof. more in the musical. So we literally just saved three people's lives in a row. Fontaine, like, he's guy under the cart. He's and the guy who, and then like reveals himself to be. So Javert doesn't feel like he's going crazy. Come on. At the hospital, a delirious Fontaine dreams of Cosette. So Fontaine, who had just had the fight, now she's at the hospital. Mm-hmm thinking about Cosette, and Valjean promises to go and find Cosette uh, when he goes and visits, visits her and to protect her in the song, Come to Me, Fontaine's Death. Ooh, because Fontaine's about to die. Pretty much with that promise. Probably of syphilis. Yeah. With that promise, though, Fontaine is relieved and pretty much succumbs to her illnesses and does I die. Like, I like how we, we have here succumbs to her illnesses. Definitely. Probably syphilis. Probably syphilis. Yeah. She was a prostitute. Or the COVID. I don't know. Maybe it made its way around earlier. <laughs> You're welcome. Definitely It's COVID. the wine. Man, this is good I know, I'm wine. I'm about to take the bottle away don't from you. Don't you dare. Because we still have to record another episode. <laughs> this is the kind of stuff our, our customers want to hear. This is what the patrons want. This is what the this patrons is giving us want. Clink your wine glasses, please, if this is... You want this kind of stupid shit. That's Chelsea. That's me clinking my wine glass because I love this stupid shit. Javert arrives to take Valjean back into custody, but Jean Valjean asks Javert... God, there's a lot of jeux I know, the jeux is what confused me when I first saw this show, too. I was like, I don't know who is who. Prisoner 24601 asks the police officer Javert for time to fetch Cosette. Remember, Cosette is the daughter of Fantine, who has just died. He feels responsible now. Javert, the police officer, refuses, insisting that a criminal like Valjean can never change for the better. They struggle. Struggle with Chelsea, me. ow, you're hitting me. Struggle with Stop me. It. But Valjean overpowers Javert and escapes in the song The Confrontation. Valjean, at last, we see each other plain. Monsieur Le Maire, you wear a different chair. Before you say another word, Javert, before you chain me up like a slave again, listen to me, there is something I must do. Which leads us into a town that I cannot pronounce. Malfemi. I'm going to sound stupid. I don't know. The more wine Mont-femil. I have. Mont-femil. It's M-O-N-T-F-E-R-M-E-I-L in French. Ma- uh, eh, the E-I-L. My- Montfermeil. Maybe. So we have the innkeepers. Yeah. The Tenardiers, which uh, I write in abbreviations, the, because it's a T-H with an E, with an accent. 
but they are the innkeepers. So the innkeepers that had been in the letter earlier and that Fontaine was talking about, but they, it, it's a close up of Cosette. Cosette shows up in her little Hi, spotlight. It's a little tiny girl hey, with baby. a broom looking like a modern day Cinderella. Not Aww. modern day. But they're using her as a servant and they treat her very cruelly while extorting the money that Fontaine sends by claiming that Cosette is regularly and seriously ill. Jeez. And so they're demanding money to feed and clothe Cosette, um, but they're actually indulging all of that money into their own daughter, Eponine. And so Cosette uh, sings a song about how she dreams of a life with her mother where she's not forced to work and is treated lovingly in the song. There is a castle on a cloud. I've had to explain what this song is about to so many young students, and every time their jaws drop and go, <gasps> what? "What? She's like a slave child." And when I'm I like, was, "Yeah." When I was in the show, the girl who played Little Cosette, we had an actual little boy playing um, the little boy, but the, then Gavroche. we had a freshman girl playing Cosette because she was under five foot feet tall, <laughs> and she was blonde hair, and they would spray her hair brown before every show. Aww, you know? she was the now. same height as the little boy. Oh, she was great. Great cute. soprano. That's cute. The Tenardiers cheat their customers, stealing their possessions and settling and setting high prices for low quality service and live a life of criminal depravity in the song Master, Master of the, the House. Master of the House with the catcher eye. Never wants a passer by the pass in by. Servant to the poor, but to the great. Comforter, philosopher, and lifelong man. God, I love this song. Keep, uh, is it worth a shit? Conjurer, philosopher, and lifelong shit. I don't remember. Helena is, is an amazing oh, version of this song. So good. I would argue one of the best. I would too. That's what I said. She steals the fucking show. And so does Sasha Baron Cohen. But it's also just like another version of like Sweeney Todd. She's just, she is just she, her playing Mrs. Oxide. Levin. She is, well, no, maybe. My favorite character is Madame Tenardier because she, um, it's a pretty feminist role. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's wild that Azelma is not in the musical. Azelma is another sibling of the Tenardiers. For those of you that don't know, the Tenardiers, Madame Tenardier and Tenardier himself, mm-hmm. are the parents of Eponine and Gavroche. Oh, Gavroche It's not very clear Eponine's... in the musical. Yeah. I know. I'm like, wait, wait a Say that one more time. Gavroche, oh, Gavroche and Eponine okay. are siblings. And they are the kids. That would have helped the musical so much. And they are the kids of the Tenardiers. <gasps> I didn't I know Gavroche was. I knew was, but uh, wait. Gavroche is a Tenardier? Yeah. Which makes it even more sad. Ooh. <gasps> mm-hmm. That's... But there's another sibling? There's another sibling, so though, in the book? So they both die. Azelma. 
she's Zelma. She's yeah. the she's Aunt like Peggy. The she's the she's yeah. the middle. <laughs> Basically, they were like, we don't need her. I think so. I think that's the most ridiculous thing. I think I think that I I think that the Tenardiers definitely had to be characters to lighten Uh, up the shit show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I think it is ridiculous. So much sadness. And then the Tenardiers come in and it's like, this is fun. What a great musical. Valjean meets Cosette when he arrives um, while she's on an errand and drawing water and offers the Tenardier's payment to adopt her in the song The Bargain. Oh, this is where he takes off his coat. Yes. The Tenardier's feign concern for Cosette, like, oh no, she's, we love her so much, claiming, yeah, that they love her like a daughter and that she is in fragile health and bargain with Valjean who pays them a whopping 1,500 francs in the end. Valjean and Cosette leave for Paris in the song The Waltz of Treachery. What to do, what to say, shall you carry our treasure away? where he takes off his trench coat. And I think one of the coolest things about this show is are those details that you kind of have to really sink into and see on your sixth time seeing the show. But one of my favorite things is why is Eponine wearing a trench coat? And if you go back to the Tenarde Waltz of Treachery, Mm. Valjean takes off a trench coat and puts it on the chair. Oh. And he leaves. So it's a whole bunch of trenchery, if you will. Trenchery. Nine years later. Wow, we skip ahead quite a bit. Woof. It's not even intermission. Nine years later, in 1832, Paris is in upheaval because of the impending death of General Lamarck, the only man in the government who shows mercy to the poor. Among those mingling in the streets are the student revolutionaries Marius, Pontmercy, and Enjolras, who contemplate the effect Lamarck's death will have on the poor and desperate in Paris. The Tenardiers, who have since lost their inn and now run a street gang. Oh, my God. In nine years, they lost their inn. Jesus. Oh, my goodness. And I guess that's because Fontaine's no longer giving them money for Cosette. Um, they now run a street gang, though, which consists of the thugs Bruhan, Babette, Clacoisseau, and Montparnasse. I am butchering these names. Montparnasse. The Tenardier's daughter, Eponine, is also in the street gang. And uh, she is now grown and has fallen in love with Marius, who is oblivious to her affections. Marius is, you know... Really nice to her. The only person who's ever been nice to her. And very attractive Eddie Redmayne. Yes. Uh, and the streetwise young urchin Gavroche is a part of this whole gang as well. He's a little boy. Little boy. He knows everything that happens in the slums in the song Look Down. Because they never look down at the look little boy. Down. Look down. The Tenardiers are preparing to call on some charitable visitors 
who turn out to be Valjean and Cosette. Because remember, this is nine years later. So Cosette has grown into a beautiful young woman. While the Thenardiers are bamboozling her father, who's Valjean, Cosette runs into Marius. Ooh, and the pair fall in love at first sight. Gross. <clears throat> Thenardier suddenly recognizes Valjean from all those years ago. But before they can finish the robbery, Javert, who is now an inspector stationed in Paris, comes to the rescue in the song The Robbery. So Javert just keeps popping up, man. He's he like the guy who can't away. get away. Yeah. I'm just a guy who can't say no. No, oh, yikes. Yikes. Valjean and Cosette escape. I love that I keep getting this word. Valjean and Cosette escape. And only later, when, <laughs> the, when Thenardier tips him off, does Javert suspect who they were. Javert makes a vow to the stars, which represent his belief in in a just and ordered universe where suffering is a punishment for sin. And he will find Valjean and recapture him in the song, Stars. And this I swear, this I swear by the Meanwhile, Marius uh, persuades Eponine to help him find Cosette in the song Eponine's Erin. Aww. Poor little Eponine. What's that called? Is that called being a duff? That when is. You're like the friend. That is a duff. She is, a, she is the duff. Damn. At a small cafe, Enjolras exhorts, exhorts a group of idealistic students to prepare for revolution. He's literally Hamilton. <laughs> it's like. He, or he's a Lafayette. Lafayette, Lafayette. Came, came pre to all this, technically. Yeah, that was, was the 1700s. 1700s. Yeah. Uh, Marius interrupts the serious atmosphere with, I'm in love, I'm in love. I'm in love with the wonderful <laughs> Because he's girl. fantasizing about his newfound love in Cosette, much to the amusement of his compatriots. All his comrades are like, shut up, we're trying to be macho over here. <laughs> I'm in love, I'm in love. <laughs> so I just love, I love this song. Keep and going. he, uh, it's just... It's particular. So he's doing this, and uh, one of the guys who thinks this is actually hilarious is this wine-loving Granter in the song "The ABC Cafe" that leads into the song "Red and Black." At Notre Dame, the sections are prepared. I brewed back this training at the least. Students work as everyone bears a river on the run, like the flowing of a tide. I love also in the novel, I mean, it's sort of picked up in the musical, but not as much, but like Grantaire and Enjolras mm -hmm. are gay. <laughs> in the novel, they're like Fatigue. Victor Hugo. First of all, Victor Hugo was like a horny ass bitch. Yes, okay? yes he was. He had sex. He's French. With a different person every day, I think. <laughs> And, but the way and he was also very progressive. So like um, the way that he talks about Grantaire and Enjolras are basically like. It's hot. It's hot in the novel. It's hot mm. in the musical. It's not really in there, but it's like in the in the novel. It's like kind of kind of cute. Mm. Red, I feel my soul on fire. Black, my world if she's not there. The color of desire. 
I love how they weave their different passions together in this song. Red, the blood of angry men, black, the night is ages past or something. And then he's like, red, I feel my heart on fire, black, my world when she's not there. They just like, they blend these passionate emotions together in and, and give it like a color. It's so cool. Red, the color of desire. Black, Black, the color of this bear. Of this bear? <laughs> this bear. Have you never seen that? No. It's oh supposed gosh. to be despair, for those of you who it's don't know. This bear. No, it's 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 despair. Rar. Rar. <laughs> so I love when stupid. I bring out my youth memes and Chelsea, like the things that I grew up on in college and Chelsea's never uh, seen them before. There's a six-year difference here. There's Jesus. an obvious six-year difference. Anyway... Oh, when Gavroche brings the news of General Lamarck's death, who they were just talking about. Lamarck is dead. Lamarck is dead. Because he has a British accent. Ah, the student. Why not a French accent? Because it's every... Lamarck is dead. The general accent is always going to be... Actually, I think the only people who have a French accent in this show are the Tenardiers. And not even, like, all, not consistently. (laughs) So um, when Gavroche brings the news of General Lamarck's death the students realize that they can use the public's dismay to incite their revolution. And that their time has come in the song. Do you hear the people sing? Do you hear the people sing? I know I hear dog barking outside. Oh, that must mean it's intermission. Well, I definitely feel like I hear people singing right now. Sing, singing the song of angry men. It is the music of a people who will not be slaves again. At Valjean's house, Cosette thinks about her chance meeting with Marius. So she's sitting there, she's like daydreaming. She confronts Valjean about the secrets he keeps about his and her own past in the song Rue Plumet slash In My Life. so many questions and answers that somehow seem wrong. So Eponine ends up helping Marius after he asked her to find Cosette. And so she does. She does find Cosette creepy and leads Marius to Cosette's garden. And he and Cosette meet again for a moment and they confess their mutual love. They hadn't even spoken to each other. Well, but there was love at first sight. So you okay. know how that works, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. Like, yes. Yeah, it's real. I have it, it's like I have totally it real. every single day. Whenever <laughs> I watch this movie, I too have love at first sight with Eddie Redmayne. Oh, um, friggin' yay, yeah. And then turn on Captain America and it's all over again. Oh, pretty. Um, I am So a heartbroken Eponine is watching them through the garden gate and she begins to lament that Marius has fallen in love with another woman. Even Do you she think she loved... has a heart full of hate or no, sadness? No, I think she still has a heart full of love. It's just maybe it'll work out for her though. Maybe things will get better. Maybe. Maybe. She has a cool trench coat now. She does. Mm-hmm. Which leads us into Tenardier and his gang. Tenardier and his gang arrive 
intending to rob Valjean's house. Oh my God. God, they just keep coming back for this guy. Oh God. But Eponine stops them by screaming a warning in the song attacked attack on Rue Plumet, which is the house, I guess. That's the house. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, we said something about the Rue Plumet earlier. Yeah, Rue Plumet slash In My yeah, Life. Yeah, so I guess like yeah, the Rue Plumet. That's where they're living. What does Rue Plumet mean? Uh, street. It's like Rue is is like street. Plumet is maybe just the, the street that the they Plummet live on. The Plummet Street. Plummet Street, yeah. But I guess that's their house, which I guess she's like, I've been stuck in here. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Joanna, but not really. God. The scream alerts. Basically, they are the same character. Basically, only Basically. Joanna's a little bit more in crazy uh yeah the scream alerts valjean who believes that the intruder was javert he tells cosette that it's time once again for them to go on the run and starts planning for them to flee france altogether oh my god i wonder where they'll go maybe america (gasps) don't (laughs) you don't want to be here right now well this was maybe in the 1800s (laughs) that would have been okay i feel like everything was kind of figured Figuring it's now we had civil war. Now we had civil war. <laughs> no, never mind. Never I don't mind. think you want to be here. Never mind. Don't um, worry about it. But on the eve of the 1832 Paris uprising, Valjean prepares to go into exile, and Cosette and Marius part in despair. Aww. And Angera encourages all of Paris to join the revolution. 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 There we go. Um, and the other students prepare for battle. There's a lot going on. There's, there's Eponine, a lot to unpack here. But then Eponine acknowledges despairingly that Marius will never love her. Mm-hmm. Oh, even though... Unrequited love! Even though, like, he is getting separated from uh, Cosette, so maybe it would be a good time to swoop in. E- yikes. Anyways, Marius <sighs> is conflicted whether to follow Cosette or join the uprising. And then Javert reveals his plan to spy on the students and the Tenardiers scheme to profit off the coming violence. Ooh. And this is yikes. all happening... In the song One Day More. One day more. Tomorrow you'll be worlds away. And yet with you my world has started. One more day will on my own. Will we ever meet again? One more day with him not caring. I was born to be with you. And guess what Marius decides? What does he decide? He decides to stand with his friends. Look at him. And they all anticipate. Bros they all anticipate for the dawn that will bring one day more. One day more. I I actually, honestly, I stopped listening to Les Mis. I, y'all are going to hate me for this. I stopped listening to Les Mis after act one. I just would listen to act one over and over and over and over and over again. And then also fall of rain. That That's all I know from I Les Mis. So when one day more, like I kind of knew the song, but I started working for a theater consistently, and that was just kind of their like pump up song for. It was one day more. Wait, wait, wait. Let me explain, Emily. Continue. It was their pump up song for the final show of every single show that they would do. So everybody would get on stage and sing one day more. And so I just kind of learned the song because I worked with this theater company so often. And they would do the dance and everything because they had done the show like very recently. Oh, the Triangle March? Yeah, the Triangle March. Yes. If you've seen Les Mis or, you've, or if, you're, if you hear about the Les Mis March, it's where you step forward on your right, back on your left, and then sideways with your right, and then back on your left, and then forward with your right, and it makes a triangle. It's like a silly jazz square, but it's a triangle. Yes. And that's the Les Mis March. The Les Mis March. Everyone, <laughs> now you know. <laughs> the more you know. One day. Oh, 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 oh,
I'm just going to start talking, Chelsea. Oh my God, Emily. Do you know what I love? Coffee. I fucking love coffee. Even though when I texted you earlier, I was like, do you want coffee? You're like, no, I only like good coffee. Look, I don't know what good coffee is until I try it. Okay. Well, I tried coffee over cardio. Uh, this female-owned company ha- offers high-quality coffees and creamers with no sugar added. It is gluten-free and keto-friendly. And you can get ground coffee, hydration supplements, and creamers. And again, with no sugar added. Right now, I'm actually drinking Workflow. It is their highly caffeinated coffee. It yeah, it is good. It is very good. I've been drinking it all afternoon. Well, you wondered why I was so hype earlier. It's because I've been drinking <laughs> workflow highly caffeinated coffee so that's why you're in such a bouncy good mood right now yes okay it's this coffee okay. it smells it great smell good. it smells really good yes but you too can get coffee over cardio at coffeeovercardio.com and use promo code 10 dolls yes it does sound like a brothel <laughs> 10 but dolls that's one zero d-o-l-l-s 10 dolls just like a brothel it will save you 10 percent off it's so funny <laughs> But yes, you can use promo code $10 to get 10% off your first, oh, at all your orders at coffeeovercardio.com. Cheers. As the students build a barricade to serve as their rally point, Javert, disguised as a rebel, volunteers to quote-unquote spy on the government troops. Marius discovers that Eponine has disguised herself as a boy to join the rebels and, wanting to keep his bestie away from the impending violence, sends her to deliver a farewell letter to Cosette. Oh, he's he's just mean. In the song, Building the Barricade Slash Upon These Stones. I think a lot of a lot of women, young women, and a lot of like non-binary people, young non-binary people really, really relate to Eponine mm-hmm. because she sort of is gender bending her, you know, herself. She, yeah, she really like in order to be taken seriously and seen, Ugh. she like is one of the boys. And I really do think that she, there's a reason why Les Mis sort of like is through the ages because of the way that it sort of plays with gender. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Madame Tenardier is extremely feminist. Eponine, uh, you know, pretends to be a boy. Mm-hmm. That's you right. Know, Valjean deals with his sensitivity mm-hmm. and his emotions as a, as a male in France in the 1800s, mm. you know, <laughs> Javert and his relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that there are so many different things that like keep that people in 2020 are still dealing with mm-hmm. that make it a really, really accessible musical that will continue to, ripen with age even it is interesting because she's like oh he'll never love me but in actuality he does love her because he he's her. like i don't i care about you not to get hurt in this he violence doesn't want to have sex with her yeah which she wants to have sex with him oh uh, yeah okay 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 but um <laughs> i wanted to talk about this set really fast because i've seen les mis i've been in les mis and i've seen it i saw it at queens and then i saw it at flat rock theater in north carolina which is a smaller theater the barricade is always a whole bunch of chairs. It's, there's always like red rubble and it's red always, rubble. they start to build it and then pretty much the focus moves and then you come back and it's been fully built. Oh, cool. So they like start to build it and building the barricade and then it gets fully built later. I love uh, that. Or it comes back in fully built. 
Valjean intercepts the letter from Eponine, who's running around with it, and learns about Marius and Cosette's romance. So <clears throat> he takes it. Ooh, daddy mad. And Eponine's like, okay, well, bye. <laughs> and so she's walking the streets of Paris alone, and while she's walking, she's like, I wonder what it would be like to be with Marius. So she's imagining um, that... Marius is there with her and begins and but laments that her love for Marius will never be reciprocated in the song that every little high schooler tries to sing. Every single one. On my own. sing the song get out of here yep i i wasn't on my own that time i did not sing this song but i do now i sang it the other night at the bar oh that makes sense yeah the french army arrives at the barricade and demands that the students surrender in the song at the barricade patty in the west end like not wanting to be because it was an rsc production Mm -hmm. that meant if you weren't your lead you were in the ensemble and she was like i don't want to do that So she skipped rehearsals and then one day came for her call time for rehearsal, but they were running late. They were um, blocking a barricade scene and Trevor Nunn turns around and goes, oh, Patty, you're here. That means you could be in this scene. And she's like, shit, (laughs) you know, she tried to she tried to hide and get away with it. So that's why I don't know if it's the same now because, you know, the production is so different, but until the West End just recently closed to renovate and become the 25th anniversary production. But that's why up until 2017, 18, there was always one scene where the Fontaine would be a barricade boy. Oh <laughs> boy. Right. <laughs> one. And it's because Patty showed up to rehearsal on time and they were running late. Never show up to rehearsal on time. That is what I'm hearing you tell me. I love that. According, yeah, to, yeah, Patty. Yeah. According, to, according to Patty, yes. This is where it's come back because during On My Own, they're like actually figuring out the set piece. Ah. And though Javert tells the students that the government will not attack that night in the song Javert's Arrival, Gavroche, Gavroche recognizes him. He recognizes that Javert is a police officer and quickly exposes him as a spy. And the students detain Javert in the song Little People. Their plan is to spark a general uprising. General, a general uprising? uprising. I, wrote, I fucking hate you. I wrote that in the notes so I could go, general uprising? <sighs> You're welcome. With their act, okay. their plan is to spark a general uprising, as Chelsea salutes, with general their act uprising? of defiance. <laughs> They're going to defying France. France. Hoping that all the people of Paris will side with them and overwhelm the army. Eponine returns to find Marius, but she has been shot by the soldiers 
as she was crossing the barricade. So it was one of my first national tours as well. And I screamed (laughs) in the theater when Eponine got shot (gasps) because I just didn't. Yeah, I, that happened, I think, with us, too. I was so enthralled, you know, in the moment. And yeah. obviously, at the time, yeah. I knew it was coming because we had literally just done it at school and I was effing eponine. But <laughs> as I said, it was illegal. So we didn't have the full scoring and information. Right. So it's hysterical because I was at home cleaning out my, you know, drawers of old playbills And I opened up the playbill from when I saw it in the eighth grade. And Emma Hunton, a baby Emma Hunton, was Cosette. And Emma's a dear friend of mine. And we've done multiple shows opposite each other. And so I told her that. And she was like, wait. She was like, you are the girl in Louisville, Kentucky, that screamed bloody murder? (laughs) She remembered. She remembered. A girl screaming bloody murder and everybody talking about it in the cast. You're famous. <laughs> You're famous, Ashley. Oh Kate. my God, that's brilliant. <laughs> when I, I was it. in effing middle school, y'all, oh like this, my God. this show oh has my God. roots, you know? What? She's trying no. to hide it, God. too. As Marius holds her, she assures him that she feels no pain and re- reveals that she loves him before Girl. dying in his arms. She does kiss him right before she goes, and then dies. This happens in the song A Little Fall of Rain. Don't you fret, Monsieur Marius. I don't feel any pain. Don't you fret, Monsieur Marius. I don't feel any pain. So I actually used to act this song. You know how I used to act out Phantom of the Opera? In I remember my when you room? used to act. Wow. I remember <laughs> when I used to act too. Continue. So long ago. I used to act this out in my bedroom. With, with okay. With my pillow as Your Mario's. pillow was Mary. <laughs> Do you have like he one of those body me. pillows? I did. Oh Marius. <laughs> anyway. The imagery. I can't get it out of my head. I'm here. That's all I need to know. And you I will stay with you. Me I love a little fall of rain. Uh, really? I think it's heart. It's just, it's heartbreaking. Um, and I think it's just one of those great examples of them taking the time as the writers to explore such depth with each character. Mm-hmm. And I think that is just a gorgeous example of that. And I also just appreciate the relationship between Eponine and Marius. I think it's a really neat piece of the, you know, 500 piece puzzle. The students mourned this first loss of life at the barricades and Which resolved. Is Poor little Eponine. And resolved to fight in her name. Enjolras ad- attempts to comfort Marius, who is heartbroken over the death of his friend. Valjean is arriving at the barricade now, crossing the government lines disguised as a soldier in the song Night of Anguish. 
His hope is that he might somehow protect Marius in the coming battle for Cosette's sake. So daddy's not mad. He's not mad. Daddy's he just like trying stole to protect. He's just trying to protect uh, baby's heart. Baby Cosette's heart. I keep having in my brain in Ice Age. I forget which one it was, but they're like, they're having a little baby. And the guy goes, it's a boy. That's the tale. It's a girl. And that's my... <laughs> Anyway, that's like whenever I'm like when Benin is revealed as a girl, that's a girl. That's a girl. <laughs> oh, that's a girl. <laughs> the rebels are suspicious of of Valjean, who is in disguise at first. But when the army attacks and Valjean, like Captain America, is all over their shit uh, and saves Andras by shooting at a sniper and scaring him off, they accept him as one of them. I love how I'm saying Captain America. He's more like. Captain France. Captain France. In return, he asks um, Angeras to allow him to be one, to be the one to execute the imprisoned Javert. Oh my God. Oh, geez. <laughs> Which Angeras says, sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah you can kill sure, him. Yeah. Thanks for him. saving my life. Yeah. Thanks, you can bud. kill this guy. Um, but as soon as Valjean and Javert are alone, Valjean actually frees Javert. <gasps> Mm-hmm. But Javert warns Valjean that he will not give up his pursuit of him and rejects what he perceives as a bargain for Valjean's freedom. But Valjean says there are no conditions to his release and holds no grudges towards Javert uh, for doing his duty in the song The First Attack. The students settle down for the night and reminisce about the past while also expressing anxiety about the battle to come. I would be anxious about a battle as well. Seriously. Anxiousness. Angel Ross tells the other students to stay awake in case the enemy strikes unexpectedly in the night. But he tells Marius to get some sleep. So go the fuck to sleep, Marius. We're all, we're all going to... I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming. <laughs> we're we're going to stay awake and wait for the enemy, but you, you can go to sleep. It's okay. Knowing that Marius is still too much devastated over losing Eponine to and stay awake. I'm really awake. sad. I'm sad because I love my girl, Shut but I want the Marius. other girl. God. 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 Okay. Yeah. You're going to love Andrew Jackson. <laughs> Grantaire gets angry and asks the students if they fear to die. <laughs> okay. Do you fear to die, Emily? If your answer is no, I would be concerned. I mean, there's a lot of people in our community who told me they're not afraid of dying. I'm terrified. Anyway, Marius wonders if Cosette will rem- remember him if he does die in the song, Drink With Me. Drink with me, Drink with me today. I will, I will definitely drink with Chelsea you. Chelsea is already drunk a I'm lot. already been drinking with you this whole <laughs> hour. But Marius, he finally decides. He's like, I'm so sleepy. Good. He goes no, to you sleep. Can't, you can't make me go to sleep. <laughs> so he finally falls asleep. And Valjean <laughs> is kind of watching him. <laughs> and he prays to God to protect Marius, even if the cost is Marius, of Marius' safety is his own life in the song Bring Him Home, Bring which is that... Home. Nice little octave jump and making all the high schoolers who want to sing this have a relationship with their falsetto.
I don't let it's sung anybody in, sing this. It has to be sung in falsetto. It says it in the score. Like, yeah. must be in falsetto. So if you ever hear anyone be like, bring him home. Like, they're, not, they're singing shit. it wrong. Yeah. You're doing it wrong. As dawn approaches, Angeras realizes that the people of Paris have not risen up with them. Rise, Rise up. But resolves to fight on in spite of the impossible odds and dawn of anguish. You might call Andras kind of an idiot, but at the same time, you might be calling Hamilton an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we did that together. I'm so proud Are of us. Are you really that shocked? I, no, I'm no, like, not. I guess not. I'm like, but that was like a brain power thing. <laughs> Their resolve is fired even further when the army kills Gavroche, who snuck out to collect ammunition from bodies on the other side of the barricade. What? Gavroche, you little butthole. In the song, The Second Attack slash Death of Gavroche. <gasps> spoiler oh, alert. no, spoiler alert. Wait, he's a little kid. He's it's so, so cute. Sad. He's okay. like, and he, when, he, uh, when he dies, he's like, I'm singing a song shot. And then he starts, I'm still singing the song shot. Shot again. And he keeps walking. I'm hurting in my chest, <laughs> but I'm still singing the song shot. Oh, my God, Like, he, dude. it's insane. He takes so many shots. Not like the good kinds. So the oh, army... Well, he's also a child. He's also a child. But he's a French child, so I assume he would be drinking a little bit. Oh, my God. It's still very sad. It is very sad. <laughs> the army gives a final warning, but the rebels all fight to the last man with Angeros exhorting, quote-unquote, let others rise to take our place until the earth is free! Everyone at the barricade is killed except Valjean and gravely wounded Marius, who escapes into the sewers. In the song, The Final Batter. Battle. Yeah, so I love it's like the last man, which is Andras, because Valjean pretty much retreats with Marius to keep him <gasps> To keep him safe, to that's right. And Javert returns to the barricade, searching for Valjean amongst the bodies, and finds the open sewer grate. Of all of the things that are happening right now, you find an open sewer grate and think, oh, he's in there. I just know it. I mean, it is open. It's kind of like the odd thing out. Sure, okay. So, in the sewer, Valjean carries Marius's body through the sewers, but then collapses in exhaustion. And while he's unconscious... Who would pop up? The Tenardi. The Tenardi. Yeah. When the Tenardi come out of the sewer. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> oh my God. That's the best part ever. When the Tenardi come out of the sewer. I just have to Watch say that. Mac. Why do you like it so much? <laughs> Why do you love? I mean, it's, it's just unexpected and just so fun. And again, it's like, it's getting to be like the most depressing part of the show. And here we are <laughs> popping out of the sewer. I mean, the how brilliant out of the sewer like rats. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just brilliant. Oh, that's lovely. Because what are they doing? They're looting bodies. Just like a frosh. Gosh, they are looting bodies and they come upon them and they take a ring, the ring of the unconscious Marius. I feel like it's like a class ring. I was like, is it the A&M ring? The that A&M ring. Like, yeah. Gig can knock somebody yep. out if you throw it at them. Yeah. Um, so to take his ring of the unconscious Marius, but they flee when Valjean, who recognizes them, uh, regains consciousness in the song Dog Eats Dog. Here among the surrets, a breath away from hell, you get accustomed to the smell. Well, someone's got to clean them up, my friends. Bodies on the highway, law and order upside down. Someone's got to connect their hearts and ends. As a service to the town. 
I feel like Valjean would like wake up and be like, no, no way. Stop it. Stop, Stop stealing like, from Smack me. him in the face, yeah. but he's so strong. It actually <laughs> hurts. Yeah. When Valjean carries Marius to the sewer's exit, he finds that Javert is waiting for him. Cut him off like cunning. asshole. What a very cunning little man Javert is. Uh, Valjean begs Javert for one hour to bring Marius to a doctor. I won't fall for that again. <laughs> But Javert actually reluctantly agrees. Oh, I guess I will. I did. Okay, I fall for it. <laughs> Javert finds himself unable to reconcile Valjean's merciful acts with his um, conception of Valjean as an irredeemable criminal. Like, he's like, no, but wait, no. Because he's a don't bad change. guy. People don't change. Yeah. So he's really battling with himself. I live inside you forever. No! no! <laughs> We never did that. Uh, refusing. refusing refusing to compromise his principles, but no longer able to hold them sacred, he finds himself torn between his beliefs about God and his desire to adhere to the law. He's unable to reconcile and commit suicide by throwing himself into the Seine in the song Javert's Suicide. Where he falls and falls. Like, he sings while he falls. Oh, it's not that far of a fall but, from no, the bridge. But no, but like he's like, the staging ah. is that he is singing while he is falling. It's like a little decrescendo And happening. there's a lot of, and there's, um, well, and there's like, no, there's like lights and he's, it's. That's beautiful. It, it's, it is beautiful. That is one word to describe it. It's also moving. Sad. It's probably one of the most moving piece, parts of the show mm. and the reason to stick around. Mm-hmm. And then from here, it's just all downhill. Mm-hmm. For lack of a, it's all falling downhill for lack of a oh, better man. Who is this man? What sort of devil is he to have me caught in a trap and choose to let me go free? There is no way to go. What an incredible exploration also of like the anti-hero. Mm-hmm. I mean, and to experience those moments with Javert, like even though you effing hate him, but then you, your heart's still broken when he leaps off that bridge, mm-hmm. you know? And uh. that's a, that's a challenging mm-hmm. thing to do. And then to have the Tenardiers like popping up at the wedding, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. And it's a masterpiece and also just of history as well. Mm-hmm. And to take all these pieces and have it serve the narrative, it's just, it's the heart and soul. And one of the reasons why I was like, I have to do musical theater for the rest of my mm-hmm. life. And so that is my little love moment and letters to Les Mis. I love it. In wake of the failed revolution, yikes, women mourn the deaths of their students in the song Turning, which is actually a very light it's it's a mournful light like turning, turning. Same old story. What's the use of tears? What's the use of praying if there's nobody who hears? Turning, 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 turning through the years. 
Marius, who is wounded but alive, despairs at the death of his friends and sees that their sacrifice was for absolutely nothing in the song Empty Chairs and Empty Tables. Oh, my friends, my friends, forgive me that I live and you are gone. There's a grief that can't be spoken there's a pain goes on and on. That is, okay, Empty Chairs and Empty Tables is a hard-hitting song this year in 2020 as we come into Thanksgiving. Oof. Feel free to edit that out. But oh, yikes. That okay, is, my heart just like... My heart just sank too. It's been a sad year. It's been a very sad year, so... I'm sorry to any of you out there who have lost any loved ones, but this is, don't listen to this song, please. As he wonders who saved his own life, Cosette comforts him, and they reaffirm their blossoming romance. Valjean realizes that Cosette will not need him as a caretaker once she's married and gives them his blessing in the song every day. Valjean confesses to Marius that he is an escaped convict and must go away because his presence endangers Cosette, who he loves. And in the song, Valjean's confession, making Marius promise to never tell Cosette, why do we keep her in the dark? She's a smart girl. She can take it. And it's just Coco de Cassette. Coco de Cassette, <laughs> yeah. A few months later, after, you know, Valjean just kind of ran off, Marius and Cosette do marry in the song Wedding Chorale. The Thenardiers crash the reception, disguised as nobility, and attempt to blackmail Marius, which is kind of nice because you're sad, you're sad, you're sad. You're like, oh, we're noble people. Thenardiers, look at the ring. Every time they come in, it's like, yeah, no, it's so ridiculous. Everyone knows exactly who they fucking are. Oh, they attempt to blackmail Marius, telling him that Valshan is a murderer, that the Thenardiers saw him carrying a corpse in the sewers after the barricades fell. Like, which, who was the corpse? It, it was, was Marius. Marius. He wasn't even dead. When the Thenardiers shows him the ring that he stole as proof, Marius realizes that it was Valshan who saved him because it's Marius' fucking know. ring. Yeah. And the newlyweds leave to find Valshan. I wonder if he got his ring back. Oh my gosh. In some productions, though, Marius pauses to give Tenardiers, both of the Tenardiers, a punch in the face. But he doesn't have the ring anymore, so it doesn't hurt as much. Yeah, right. But the Tenardiers are not discouraged. They're gloating that their craven practicality has saved their lives time after time in the songs Beggars at the Feast. At the convent, Valjean awaits his death, having nothing left to live for. Yikes. He's, he's, at a, he's at a little convent now. And the spirit of Fantine appears to him and tells him that he has been forgiven and will soon be with God. He's been spending his entire life trying to redeem his yeah. death earlier. He keeps trying to, to do good, and that's really good for you, Valjean. I am sorry that you still feel so sad about all this. So Cosette and Marius actually arrive just in time to find Valjean near. Valjean thanks God for letting him live long enough to see Cosette again. And Marius thanks him for saving his life in the song Valjean. So Fantine has finally put her wig back on and has arrived on stage. We We hope. hope. We hope. Yeah. What Patty used to do (laughs) in the West End was she used to go to her dressing room. She used to shut off. She used to get out of costume. She used to light up. She used to uh, turn off the um, the monitor. The monitor. 
and just like live her life for like two hours. And one day she just didn't make it on stage for um, for uh, the finale. And so um, she, you know, she's supposed to come on and what is it? It's take my hand, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she just wasn't there. <laughs> the violinist oh, is just chilling. Yeah. And they're sort of like stalling and stuff like that. And someone breaks into her dressing room. She's like, they're like, Patty, you're on. And she like threw on her like dead Fontaine wig and like, you the know, or like, and in like the white dress and like got on stage. Like, Good was like, Lord. Yeah, to love another person which that line I could write a whole chapter on forgive me all my trespasses and take me to your glory take my hand and lead me to salvation Valjean gives Cosette a letter confessing his troubled past and the truth about her mother as he dies, the spirit of Fontaine and Eponine guide him to heaven, reminding him that to love another person is to see the face of God. So beautiful. Full body tingles. To love another person is to see the face of God. Mm. They are joined by the spirits of those who died at the barricade, who sing in the next world. God lays low all tyranny and frees all oppressed people from their shackles in the song do you you hear hear the the people people sing reprise and finale this is like my jam do you well they repeat the the, they repeat the march yes because this is the this is the valley this reminds me of um the end of spring awakening too Mm. Uh, i think that duncan and steven took from this where like the spirits come back yeah the difference is they're not guiding uh melchior to death right they're They're guiding guiding him to continue living yeah 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 yeah. oh so good and that's Less myth. Less miss. Less miserables. Less miserables. So let's hope we get m- less miserables and more possibles. Po- more possibles. More positivables. Positivables. the coming months. Keep drinking that wine with your family, friends. You know who is not miserable, Chelsea? I know who's not miserable. Who is it? It's our patrons. Our patrons. Thank we you, hope patrons. you're not pa- miserable. <laughs> if you want to join our patrons, you can join them at www.patreon.com slash wines and dolls. And we'd like to say thank you to our patrons, which include Brandon, Sydney, Noah, Allison, Victoria, Mama Hardy, Mama Keen, Mama Lang, and Andy. Thanks, guys. You, We're very thankful for you all. We are very thankful on this Thanksgiving. We, we, you are included in our thankful prayers. Mm. If you would like to receive extra content like our patrons, you can join them at patreon.com and you can find the link in our show notes or on our website at www.winesanddolls.com. Actually, you can find all information about the podcast at winesanddolls.com. So if you want to find your Instagram links, uh, other places you can listen, um, you can submit your stories for listener sodes on on our website become a patron you can get some swag on our website Mm -hmm. go check out our website our website's pretty rad i like it pretty baller pretty 
baller. What we would really appreciate, though, is if you go up and press subscribe on any platform that you're listening on. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please scroll down to the bottom and leave us a five-star review. It helps us in the algorithm to be discovered and to continue these podcasts. We see who have has left us a review. We really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. We are also thankful for you. And with that, I'm Chelsea. I'm Emily. I'm Kimberly. I'm Ashley Kate. I'm Michael. And this, this has been. Why is that?